today we are starting our series. We are in Isaiah uh, chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. Uh, those who use the Pew Bible, it is page 599. Uh, I'm going to read out of the NIV. It does follow pretty closely, but uh, let's read that passage in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling, in the desert prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, Every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind together will see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out, and I said, what? All men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. You who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, The sovereign Lord comes with power. His arm rules for him. See, his reward is, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms, and he carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Little text, uh, context, uh, right word. Isaiah, there is... Some would say a few different chapter breaks in Isaiah, but there's certainly one very distinct one. Uh, Isaiah, first 39 chapters are uh, prophecy and some judgment, and there is a distinct gear change here in Isaiah 40. You read it in the first two words. The first two words are actually the same word, comfort and comfort. So God is giving a distinct gear change here in Isaiah. Finally, it's been a long road for Israel Depending on what commentator you want to read, it's been 600 years we've been since Egypt. 600 years. Finally, comfort. Comfort is coming. The service has been completed. Sin is paid for. Voice of one calling in the desert, because it's been dry. Voice of one calling in the desert, it's been dry. So, and we start here with prepare. Prepare the way of the Lord. Those of you that are note takers, the title of the sermon is Prepare the Way of the Lord. And boy, if you look at the notes, Rick put a lot of thought into this. We're going to study the word prepare, way, and Lord. That's pretty deep and witty. There's more to it than this. Um, Prepare the way of the Lord. So I want to focus on that word to start off with. Prepare, verse 3. Not a difficult word, but dictionary.com. Prepare, to put in proper condition or readiness. Example they gave to prepare a patient for surgery. Not hard to understand. So we've been doing that, right? We just had Thanksgiving. Did you prepare for Thanksgiving? I prepared the turkey. I actually really like doing that. Brine it overnight, put it on a Traeger, grill it. It's wonderful. You prepared the house for Thanksgiving, I'm guessing, those of you that hosted. 
Um, we've got Christmas coming up. We're preparing for Christmas. Our tree is up. We've got presents underneath it. We're buying stuff. Um, some of you might be traveling for Christmas. You know, we heard from um, King. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Alex King and, and the Hovings. Um, Christmas is a little looser here in America. There's less restrictions. We might be traveling more for Christmas. We're preparing for Christmas, either to go or to leave. Um, vacation, I put that on here. Do you know what your most productive week all year is? It's the same for all of us. Your most productive week all year is the week before you go on vacation. It's because you're preparing for vacation, and it's because you're tying up all the loose ends that you said you would do before you went on vacation, either at work or at home. You're preparing. Your most productive week all year is the week before you go on vacation. You're preparing. When I read this text, anyone else come to mind John the Baptist, a voice of one crawling out in the desert? It's quoted in Mark verbatim, this text in Isaiah, verses one, or Mark 1 through 3 is quoting, a voice of one in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. A voice in the desert. What was John the Baptist's message? Anybody? What was John the Baptist's message? Repent. Repent. So is it repair, prepare, or is it repent? And hopefully you're following with me here, because I want to look at it kind of the same. We sung Joy to the World. I love that song. Prepare him room. Or can we say, repent him room? Words interchangeably here for a little bit. How do we do that? How do we prepare him room? What am I talking about, repent him room? I used to work, uh, cut my teeth, learning what little I know about efficiency uh, and productivity in automotive. Worked for a company called TI. We had, I think, 17 plants in North America. The bigwigs would come around about once a year, right? What would we do? We'd prepare. We'd clean that plant up. That plant never looked better than the day the bigwigs came through the plant. Heaven forbid they come in the back door. Because if they came in the back door, they'd see all the garbage. They'd see all the stuff we got off the showroom floor, or off the production floor. They'd see everything. We prepare because they were coming through. If they'd ever show up unannounced, it wouldn't be so good. We prepare. How do we prepare for the way of the Lord? I would suggest to you it's in quiet reverence. I am an Alabama Crimson Tide football fan. Yesterday at two in the after, three in the afternoon, that game started. I can assure you there was no quiet reverence in my house. I was yelling at the TV. I was engaged in that game. I wanted them to beat Georgia. And no, it is not a sin to cheer for Alabama football. Let me make that clear also. Quiet reverence. This is no secret. So I struggled with this message because it's Christmas. What are we going to get new out of the Christmas message? It's 2,000 years old. You've heard it from the pulpit. Hundreds of things are going to get new out of it. What are we going to get it reminded? So there's no secrets here. How do we prepare in prayer? How do we prepare the way of the Lord? In the Word. How do we prepare in honest conversations with other believers? In silence. In silence. For most of you, I suspect your quiet time's early in the morning when it's quiet. For me, it's late at night when my wife and kids are in bed. It's silent. That's when I'm preparing the way of the Lord. Do you have a relationship with someone on earth that you are perfectly comfortable in silence? Think about it for a moment. That might sound odd. I don't have too many. person where there's an awkward silence and you're not worried what the next thing they're going to say or ask. You're so perfectly comfortable with them. Silence, 
It's okay. Because I don't have to break the silence with a witty joke or talking about the weather or something silly because I'm worried about the next thing they're going to say. Do you have that with God? Do you have the relationship with God where you can just be silent and you're not worried what he's going to say or reveal to you? It's tough. I'm not there very often. I'll be forthright. Do you have it with God? I like this quote. I will leave our first point there on the word prepare. I want to key in here on the word way next. We're going to prepare what? We're going to prepare the way of the Lord. Comfort. We started this chapter. Comfort. Comfort is coming. Comfort. God is bringing comfort. When? This is how it works in my world. We have a printer at work, a number of them that prints our receipts. Ransomware crash, I don't know when, I'm going to pull Labor Day out, two months ago. Our printer went from instantly printing a receipt, now it takes somewhere between 24 and 36 seconds to print a receipt. That's an eternity. It is an eternity very simply because 24 to 36 seconds, at that time, we've already discussed the weather, I've already heard the story about the lawnmower or whatever the customer is working on, and then there's silence. And in that silence, 24 to 36 seconds, you know what it's long enough for? The customer to start a new story. I don't want to hear the new story. I want the receipt printed and them out the door. Silence. Away. Anyone Amazon Prime here? How's two-day delivery going in 2021 for us Amazon Primers? Comfort. Comfort's coming right now, right? I want it right now. Or is it God's way? And I'm going to key in here on verse 4 in a second. And I put verse 4 there in bold italics because commentators don't know what verse 4 means. So that means I get to say whatever I want about it because I can't be wrong either. Uh, the verse I'm referring to is uh, the, the highs will be made low, the lows will be made high. Some commentators would suggest that's what we need to do in our life, right? Sharpen the, sharpen, uh, soften the loose edges, bring them down, raise up our valleys so road. Other commentators would go completely the opposite. That's talking about the second coming where Christ will have no resistance and he will just have a straight, easy path. So I'm going to go on my own little tangent because everyone's all over the board. But comfort, back to the text. 170 years after Isaiah pens these words, Israel gets out of captivity. I thought comfort was coming. I thought it was coming right now. 700 years later, we're in Bethlehem. But I thought comfort was coming. And I thought it was coming right now. And I'll go one step further. I would propose to you that Jesus did not bring comfort in anything resembling the way he would bring comfort, did he? They're expecting a conquering king. I thought comfort was coming, coming right now. See, his way isn't our way. It's his way. We're preparing the way of what? Of the Lord. And it's his way. Here's my way. That's a quote from me. Teenage me, I'll give you one more. 
100%. That's my way. Been here 20-something years. I will be forthright for awful. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Couldn't deal with that. Uh, we love it. Been here 20-something years. Been great for us. But that's my way. So over here, just be careful when you run your mouth. Might come back to haunt you, young, young people, just saying. It's his way. The key in here, it's his way. Verse 5. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind together will see it. If you weren't here for the Thanksgiving service, take a moment, take a few moments, pull it up. Listen to Joyce and Anne share. They are talking, excuse me, about his way. They're talking about circumstances in their life they probably wouldn't have chosen. They're talking about his way in his time and giving God glory. Take a moment and read, read. listen and look at that service and listen to those stories because it's not your way. It's not your way probably in circumstance. It's probably not your way in time. And it's really probably not your way in any way because it's his way. Prepare the way, his way. And why? Verse 6 and 8 tell us pretty simply. Because your grass, your grass might look pretty good this time of year because it's been a very balmy late, early fall. But it's grass. And you're fallible. And you will wither. And you will fall away simply at the breath of the Lord. But he is eternal. And read it. His word stands forever. That's why it's his way. It's above yours. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. Prepare the way. His way. I talked about how to do it. I'll give you one more. I really like this one also. You want to seek his way? Pursue righteousness. I'm not talking about works driven anything. You want to seek his way? Pursue righteousness. This is really what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You're not going to be happy on earth pursuing happiness. What do you need to pursue? Pursue righteousness. His righteousness. His way. Prepare the way of the Lord. Next one, verses 3 to 11. I'm not going to go back and read them. I'm just going to kind of hit some points in here. Prepare the way of the Lord. Pardon me. Baby Jesus, right? That's what we're celebrating. What we're commemorating is the Advent season that we are in. And it's wonderful. It's, uh, I, love, I love seeing the nativity scenes in people's yard. Um, and in fact, I was on Amazon the other day looking at one. I was a little taken aback as to how much the good ones cost. Uh, but I, I, I do have one coming. So, uh, baby Jesus. And baby Jesus turned into boy Jesus. And then man Jesus, right? As he grew. And then dying Jesus. And then resurrected Jesus. And that's where we get our joy. 
So where am I going with this? I have some questions. They may be dumb questions. Your teacher may have told you there's no such thing as dumb questions. There's dumb questions. Uh, I will tell you one that I distinctly remember. I know the boy's name. It was grade seven spelling in Mr. McKinnon's class. Mr. McKinnon was no nonsense. Uh, retired military. If you left a duffel bag or something in the aisle, Mr. McKinnon was walking through the classroom, that thing got kicked. And I'm telling you, it got kicked far, like to hit the chalkboard from the back. Mr. McKinnon did not mess around. He was passing out a spelling, spelling, Costas Oresti, Greek gentleman in our class. I still remember his name. Sir, does spelling count? It's a spelling test. Mr. McKinnon didn't even answer. I remember the glare. He just he looked right through Costas, didn't even answer the question. Oddly enough, on spelling tests, spelling counts. <laughs> Questions, in all seriousness. I think this is more maybe a problem we could say for the world, but it hit me uh, as I was preparing for this. Do you leave Jesus in the manger? He's really safe in the manger, right? Baby Jesus. And it's great, and again, I'm not knocking it in any way, but in human terms, it is a thing when we see Jesus, especially, of course, this time of year. But where's Jesus? Well, baby Jesus in a manger. You leave Jesus on the cross? Well, what a noble man, and he took that beating for me. And what God's love that he hung on that cross for me. Another beautiful picture, we see that more at Easter. We see pictures of Jesus on the cross. Again, I'm not knocking, nothing wrong with it, but in human terms, do we leave him there? Do we leave him there? Do you leave Jesus in the grave? Do we leave Jesus in the grave as a valiant soldier who died for a cause greater than, than himself? Like a military veteran. And I'm not knocking the military in any way. You want to talk to someone that's proud to live in America, talk to an immigrant. I have never, ever been happier to live in America. But do we leave Jesus in the grave? like a military veteran who died for a noble cause higher than himself. Because Jesus is more. Jesus is so much more. Jesus is not in the grave. Jesus is not boy, baby Jesus. Jesus is not just loving Jesus on the cross. Jesus is more. It's the only thing that separates Christianity is Jesus is not in the grave. Lord Jesus, prepare the way of the Lord. Genesis 1.26, let us create man in our image. Jesus was there, our image. It's plural, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. Before time, Jesus was there, Lord Jesus. Isaiah 40.17, a few verses past what we read, all nations compared to Jesus are what? Nothing. How many billion people live in China? We see um, Putin building up troops at the Ukraine. Biden's meeting with him next week. We have a madman in North Korea with nuclear weapons. We see the wealth of America. All that compared to Jesus, nothing. Nothing. Lord Jesus. Colossians 1.16, in him all things have their being. I think of a bird. How many thousand birds when you drive around, you see them flying? God knows the bird. He knows the day that bird was born, the day the bird is going to die. The bird draws its breath from Jesus. All things have their being in Lord Jesus. And James 2, 19, the demons believe 
and tremble. Lord Jesus. Jesus has the audacity, you could say, to ask for the forgiveness of sins. He can grant nailing him on the cross. What does he say? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He can forgive sin. Lord Jesus. I shouldn't have put Luke there. I didn't mean to put that in there. But John, seven times in John alone, Jesus says, I am. A word the Jews wouldn't even speak. I am. Jesus is the great I am. And Jesus is coming back, Revelation 19, on the white horse. And his tongue will be a sword. Lord Jesus. And sometimes I think we forget. Who is going to judge the nations? God, right? On his throne? No. More verses than I could write down here. will judge the nations. It is, after all, the Lamb's book of life. Lord Jesus. Prepare the way of the Lord. And here may be the only time I got witty in the notes. I want to skip down to his reward. Because his reward is with him. It's verse 10. Who's, bring, who's coming back? The baby? The boy? The man? Dying Jesus? Resurrected Jesus? The Lord of the universe is bringing his reward. That's who's coming back. The Lord of the universe. And he'll meet next time he comes back. And he's bringing one of two things. He's bringing eternal joy and comfort. Or he's bringing eternal damnation and hell. That's what he's bringing back. Sometimes we want to candy coat it up here, but that's the bottom line, and that's it. There's no in-between. There's no gray. He's bringing eternal joy and comfort for those that are with him. And those that aren't, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good at all, forever. His reward, did you prepare? Have you prepared the way of the Lord? Did you kind of repent? What do you mean, Rick? Well, I'll be forthright. I'm particularly good at kind of repenting. Um, like the rest of you, life brings its own, set of un, its own set of circumstances, right? I was talking to a gentleman this morning and just kind of like, like, life never ends. Well, it's always something. Um, had a few unexpected financial things hit us in the last couple of weeks. And God, and I'm, I'm not happy, you know. I've got an emergency fund like most of us, and, you know, that's for life's unexpected stuff. Well, that's, for me, it's in the couple hundred, few hundred dollar range. Well, we got hit with some stuff that was, that exceeded my emergency fund, and God's, and I'm like, that's, God, that, I'm not really happy with that. That's not my way. That's not how I want things. God, you really trust me with money? You trust my way? Well, yeah, God, I trust your way as long as it meets up with my preparation and my planning. And God's like, do you really trust me? Do you trust my way? And I've been struggling with it because that's what I want my way, my way, Rick's, not God's way saying, do you really trust me? All of it, in all of your financial dealings, do you really trust me and my way? Because it's higher than yours. And it's for my glory, not Rick's. It's for God's glory if I give it to him, if I fully repent, if I fully prepare that. Uh, how about relationships? I've got a couple of very forthright, a couple people that, well, why am I struggling? Well, because I'm right. Very clearly, duh, duh, God, I'm right. Well, why does this person keep bugging me? Well, because I'm right and they're wrong. Of course. 
God's like, are you giving that to me, Rick? Well, sure, most of it, but not all. You know, when you can get to the point where you can pray for someone, sure, I've done that. I pray for so-and-so. Just lip service. When you can get to the point, I don't know if you're like me. Maybe you're thinking, this guy up here shouldn't be preaching. He's got some issues in his life. Well, he does. Um, But when I can get to the point where those couple people, my relationship, where I'm struggling with, and get on my hands, hands and knees, on my knees, and I can genuinely pray, God, can you bless that person? And actually mean it. Can you bless them? Then I've got somewhere. Then I've repented. Then I've given that to God, and I'm giving him his way. But I want my way, because I'm right. Can you get there? Are you giving it? Did you partially repent? Are you partially making room for God? Or are you really repenting and making way for who? For the Lord. Do you trust his way? I talked about um, instant gratification. I didn't use that term, but I talked about it earlier, right? My way. Struggling with this Remember, this is in your life for a while. I want comfort. I want it now. But God, you don't understand. I actually really, really prayed last night. I need comfort now. Are you trusting God for his way? Because it's higher than your way. And he wants his glory out of it. Can you get to the point where you're trusting his way and his time? Is he your Lord? Bottom line, that's what it comes down to. Because what at the root of these things is it? I'm not putting him as Lord. That's it. And what's my, if you go down here all the way to the last few verses, you read how God treats his people gently and tenderly. He carries them in his arms. What am I scared of? What am I scared of? He's coming, folks. Joy to the world. He's coming. We celebrate it now at Christmas. I hope this sermon hasn't been negative. If it is, it's what, I'm sorry if it hasn't been. Because he's coming. And it is joy. It is eternal joy on this earth. It is eternal joy forever for those that know him. He's coming back as Lord. I've asked the worship team to come up. We're going to close with a song. If you are not, if you have not prepared him room, if you are not a Christian, I'm telling you right now, be fearful. He's coming back. And he's coming back for you if you're not ready. You need to prepare him room. You need to repent him room. He is coming back. You have time. If you are a Christian, be so thankful, folks. Be so thankful he did come at Christmas as a baby. On that, he died on that cross later. And he rose from the grave. If I haven't said it before, I'll say it again. He rose from the grave. It's what separates Christianity. It's all we have. It's Christ that separates it. He rose from the grave, and he is coming back with his reward. Comfort. Comfort. Now and forever. Joy to the world.